Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. We'll tell you the guests in Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Beauty. Beauty. You were there the other I was. two weeks ago. I was. Roos Chris, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. I know I swung by there yesterday. I saw Chris and the staff and picked up. I was the uh, I was the uh, Uber driver yesterday for Roos Chris. <laughs> Father of the year material, I'll tell you. I, I really, I mean, that's, and uh, and you know what? Then we went back to the house and I watched Arizona and Winnipeg and my wife and daughter watched the Oscars and who knew that there was more punch-ups in the Oscars than there was in uh, Arizona and Winnipeg yesterday. John Shannon for Legacy Eden Gulley. What'd you think of that, John? I thought the Arizona game was great. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Ehlers played really well for Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, you have, it, it's. Now for the listeners, they need to know, you're, you're an executive producer. I used to be, I used to be in television. Yeah. I just play in it now. Yeah. You, um, so I was actually in my hotel room here in Edmonton, uh, on the phone with Darren Millard at the time, cause we're, la- we, we talk all the time and, and, um, never been on your podcast, never been on Darren Millard's. I'm not going to take it the wrong way. I can get on spit, spit and chicklets, but I can't get on your. You, you've been on spit and chicklets. Yes, I, I've never been on spit and chicklets. Oh, there you but go. hey, I don't swear, so I didn't swear on that either. Oh, okay, um, you make up for it. No, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, so, <laughs> and 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 we, next thing you know, Will Smith's walking up to Chris Rock, and I'm on the phone with Millard, and literally at the same time, we both said, "We got to go." <laughs> we hung up the phone. <laughs> And then heard the rest of it. So that was uh, quite something. You know, i got to tell you, for a guy that played Muhammad Ali in in the movie, I would have thought he would have packed more. No, you know, and hey, give, listen, it was a distasteful moment, period. Yes, it was. It was embarrassing. Chris Chris Rock handled it pretty well, I thought, after. Under the circumstances, he was brilliant. Yeah. And he and he's now not going to file charges. Right. So I, I mean, now was the was the joke off color when you when you know that uh, Jada Pickett Smith has alopecia, um, so there is an issue there with her with the fact that she has to keep her hair cut short. So um, it was a distasteful moment all the way around. Uh, but I, I, and, and that said, and I'll throw this out there to our listeners. You know what? Like when you engage in a hockey game, it comes with the territory that there might well, be a little bit of that that goes on on the ice. On the ice, what you know? But come on, like I mean, I, I, I will tell you, I personally don't quite think of Will Smith today the same way I did yesterday before that. No, uh, is that it, fair? Yeah, it is funny. He's he's had a different reputation up and down over the last 20 years anyway. Mm-hmm. 
I've always enjoyed his acting, and I thought he was brilliant in this movie, in King Richard. Um, but, you know, and the fact that, I'll tell you what, uh, the one thing that stuck out to me last night in his speech was um, what Denzel Washington walked over to About him and said. The devil? Which was, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Brilliant. And you know what? I think that there was, a, a, at that moment, a sense of contriteness, a sense of gravitas with Will Smith, knowing that he had crossed the line. Well, he's lucky that Chris Rock's a good dude, because maybe not everybody would have handled that the same way. No, no, it, it was, it was, it's too bad. But I tell you what, the, you know, there's always something at the Oscars now, these did, days, isn't there? Did they say anything at all about the Ukraine? Yes. I, yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. They did. I thought yeah, maybe you know. No, they did. All, they actually did a uh, a okay. moment of silence. Okay. And asked people to donate money. Did so. they say anything about the Russians to anger the Russians? No. Probably not, because no. that would also anger the Chinese, and they're beholden to the Chinese a lot of that industry. So. Well. That's uh, that's the way it works today. All right, Joe. I, I just because they pontificate on everything else, as you know. Now, let oh, me. Yes, let, no, they do. They do. Right. They do. You admit to that, they right? Do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's okay. unfortunate at times because because I I like I love the movies and I love the Oscars, and I like watching the Oscars. I I flew in in order to be here to do two things: watch the soccer game, and yeah. watch the Oscars. And I I'm was glad you I, got your priorities straight. Well, the soccer game first. Yes. Well, it was earlier. Yeah. So, but I, 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 I literally changed my flights in order to do that, and and to, to be at the be here, and I, I was I was in my I really enjoyed myself until, until that moment, I, and then you're then you're you perk up and say, holy smokes, what just happened? Yeah. Well, it's gotten to the point where you can't have it. That's why I loved uh, Ricky Gervais. The, oh, yeah. the last one on the, the Golden Glo- Globes. Oh man, that was funny stuff. Yeah. Because you know what we we meet. People that are pompous and take themselves far too seriously, yeah. Yeah. occasionally, and and sometimes, ironically enough, they tend to be involved in the arts. I don't it, know what it, it is. Here, the the fascination with the Will Smith stuff, it it totally, totally over uh, uh, overtook any discussion of the three uh, three hosts. Yeah, and I, I I love Amy Schumer. Yeah, I thought she was <laughs> magnificent last night for the short period of time since she was on. Yeah, and yeah. It was good. Uh, that part was fine. It, listen, and, and I'm now going to go and I'm going to watch Coda. I oh. haven't watched Coda. All right. So you know what? Uh, just as an FYI, just as we were coming up, you got to tell the story. <laughs> okay. you, you saw a face on the wall, a, a legend yeah. from the Edmonton sports media community that a lot of our uh, younger listeners probably haven't heard of, but a guy that had, uh, I don't know if he had gravitas, but he carried a big weight, carried a big stick, and he used it in the Edmonton Journal. Well, you know, so so I grew up in the Okanagan Valley, um, and uh, uh, CFCN Radio Calgary, and Ched boomed into uh, my hometown uh, late in the afternoon and, and in the evening, so I would get my fill of Ken Newens and Brian Hall. Uh, I, I got my fill. Uh, Can I just interrupt you for one second? <laughs> sure. I, we, this might be the text of the year. Courtesy of Goodfella out of Edmonton. He says, Bob, is Mark Spector going to be on the show today, or is he busy getting his story ready about Chris Rock needing his Steve Eiserman moment because his defense was <laughs> god-awful last night at the Oscars? <laughs> now that is a funny text. <laughs> Sorry, John, I digress. That's okay. That's good. Nice work. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so uh, I loved... 
and I was a, a diehard CFL fan. You know, this was at a point when the the, the the CFL was by far the biggest sport in Western Canada. Eskimos, Stampeders, and Lions. And then we had to were forced to listen to both the Rough Riders and the Bombers. So um, I had a job. I worked for the BC government for a couple of summers, and I had to drive from my hometown 27 miles to Penticton to work. Every morning. And every morning I would, on my coffee break, because I worked for the government, so I got a coffee break, uh, I would walk over to a little uh, five-and-dime store in downtown Penticton and pick up the Edmonton Journal and and the Calgary Herald every day to read what was going on. And this was before the Internet. This was at a time when this was how you did research. Right. This, this was it. You bought newspapers. I bought the Globe and Mail once a week because it was a buck. I couldn't afford it more than a buck. Right. And then I, for, for 25 cents, I got the Herald and I got the Journal. And this Wayne Overland guy that was in the paper on the sports page, he was vicious, vicious every Every day, <laughs> and, and to the point where I, I I was starting to feel guilty and feel bad for the sports people in this town because Wayne Overland and he to me he had a huge stage, and so I uh, walking up here with you, Bob, uh, coming off the elevator. There's a, a a media wall that the Oilers have done really well with, in saluting uh, members of the media over the years, including my pal Tim Spellacy. Um uh, and Wayne Overland is there. So I said, Wayne Overland? I haven't talked about Wayne Overland. And gosh, so that was 19, that, that was almost 50 years ago. Yeah, I'll ask, uh, I'll email Uncle Phil after the show today. Uh, Phil has got a, a, a marriage. I'm pretty sure Wayne's still alive. Wow. We had Wayne on the show circa 2007, 2008. He's very opinionated. Now, you know he's done he'd done quite well for himself. I hear. Uh, well, I, actually, I remember him leaving the business. Yeah, he, he started the gene joint oh. with Bob McCord. Okay. Okay, who is a legendary Edmonton radio uh, personality. Sure. And then he ended up, uh, he, he you know, he found a real niche for himself. He bought up uh, land for mobile homes wow. along the West Coast. Oh, good. And he became a multimillionaire. Well, so it's, it, 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 from a career perspective, and people are going to think that I'm crazy here, and people that are under 40 won't understand this, but from a career perspective, me understanding and knowing the media landscape in Calgary and Edmonton for you know 10 years before I came to do hockey games here, was worth its weight in gold because no one like I I, remember, I read Larry Wood every day in the Calgary Herald. All these guys who I eventually I didn't I never met Wayne because he I think he left the business by the time the mid Oilers se- got him mid seventies. So, but, but but all these guys I had read and and understood them, and was was able to say well, I re- I read you all the time and that ch- changed because I was that ugly Eastern bastard. You know, came from Toronto, and that's when I used to say, "No, no, I was born in BC." Now that was Ralph Klein's comment, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So himself, a former, uh, <laughs> I think he was born in a media personality. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, it's, so to me, it was the great. It was a great learning tool to, to actually to read the newspapers and understand how the cities ticked. You know, understand what Peter Lougheed meant to this province. Understand all of this stuff, and it, it, it in many ways, it was the foundation of me having a, a solid career that started in Calgary and Edmonton. And and just and, and Wayne again was a very had a unique relationship with Doctor Allard, uh, who was of prominent wealth uh, here in town. And you think <laughs> his daughter Kathy, I would assume, would be amongst the wealthiest Western Canadians. Um, 
as an aside, um, just circling back to live TV production, have you ever in, in all of the, have you ever had it? Yeah. Well, did you do the Dave Hodge night? Was that you? No, I no, but I did offer a job to Dave twenty minutes after. You really? Oh, so yeah. so tell the story. Well, so so Dave throws the pen on Hockey Night in Canada in February of nineteen eighty seven. Uh, and um, he's he's living in Vancouver at the time, but the game he's doing is in Toronto. They won't go to the overtime in Montreal, even though they've been there for regulation because they have to be off at 11 o'clock Eastern time for the news. And he refuses to go on and apologize. He just says, well, that's the way they run things around here and threw a pen. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, so I had been dismissed from my previous job the summer before and had been hired by the competition to do the next round of Stanley Cup playoffs in 1987 and 1988. Uh, and we were looking for a host. And so uh, 20 minutes, and Dave and I have, we're still friends. We were friends, uh, really strong friends at that point. And, and so 20 minutes after he threw the pen, he had picked up his coat and his briefcase and walked from Maple Leaf Gardens down to the Harbour Castle Hilton Hotel, uh, which is now a Weston. And uh, 20 minutes later, my phone rings. And Hodgett, he says, well, you got a job for me? I said, yeah, do you want a host? He says, I'm in. And we, so I hired him that night. That's awesome. <laughs> but did you have any that kind of went... Comp- or- well, no, we, listen, we had... We did... Uh, in, in amidst the uh, the Graham James right. scandal... Right. Uh, we were doing a Saturday night in Vancouver. And this is when uh, Coach's Corner uh, was live. Um, and... Don wanted to get into the Graham James story. And I said, okay, that's fine. So so we he, he got into it, and he said that he should be uh, hung and quartered at center ice. He's, this is vicious. This, and Ron tried Ron tried to be fair. Ron, he wasn't defending Graham, but he tried to be fair. And Don on live television turned to him and said, in full vocal, BS on national television. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody everybody now this is there was no delay. We have no we had no delay right. in ni- 19 whatever it was 1997 6 or 7. So everybody in the TV mobile turns and looks at me saying what do we do now? And I just said keep on trucking folks we're live. <laughs> and and not one person so that's a Saturday the the TV reviewers in Toronto always wrote on Mondays. Not one mention of Don swearing on national television about Graham James. Yeah. Not one. Because that's what everybody was thinking anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I always, you know, it's funny with uh, live radio, uh, you know, and the play-by-play of games because you want effects. And sometimes you get really good oh, effects. Yeah. yeah. You know, and but I, I think people understand that's that, that's part of the sound out on the ice, right? Like yeah. it just... Well, there, there, there used to be laws. Right. See, the problem is, is that in both Canada and the United States, uh, the, the FCC in the U.S. and the CRTC in Canada... Um, and it's the difference between over-the-air television, where the public owns the air rights. We all own the rights on the, yep. over the air, uh, and cable TV, which is direct to home. Uh, the rules are different, so you can swear much easier on cable than you can on like in podcasts. Like on podcasts, uh, you you can swear than you can say on well the CBC. <laughs> 
if you watch any movie on the CBC, it's that way. But but certainly in the United States where there is foul language, you know, and if you're on NBC, CBS, ABC, or Fox and somebody hears a word, uh, they have to apologize immediately. Yeah. They have to apologize immediately from that perspective. Uh, Dave. A pretty good broadcaster himself has taken time to text us and say he's enjoying the segment of John Shannon. Uh, Cowtown Bob says, uh, Ralph Klein called them Eastern creeps and bums. Wayne Overland drove uh, Oilers defenseman Ray McKay out of town. Again, you can text us, 780 So that would have been Ray McKay of the WHA, Ray McKay. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Uh yeah, lots of different. Opinions. I mean, it was it was a pretty wild. Uh, I mean, oh. I mean, we're gonna be talking about this. Um, you know what? <laughs> this thing, this might turn out to be the best thing that happens to the Oscars. <laughs> well, it is. In, in, I mean, remember the they were able to make a you know a, a, a you know something out of the the incorrect best picture. Yes. I mean, the Faye Dunaway screwed up, uh, but nobody will say that. But Faye Dunaway screwed up. Read the read the wrong envelope. Wasn't smart enough to read the right one. Yeah. Um, so from from that perspective, yes, people will talk about it. Uh, but you ha- as as someone who has made mistakes, someone who's made mistakes publicly, nothing like that, obviously. Uh, uh, you have to wonder what the next step is. Yeah. For him, like, how long will it take before he does another movie? Uh, and and first of all, he doesn't need the money. No. Um, but you know, you have to wonder how how you manage and 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 the people around you help you manage what's, through this. I'm trying to think of what's the. Cl- I mean, we've had a couple incidents where uh, athletes have gone after writers. Like Ryan Leaf got into it. Uh, didn't Rob Dibble and uh, Lou Pinella in the Cincinnati Reds yeah. dr- dress yeah. dressing room yeah. locker room get into it? Yeah. In the would have been in the night. I'm thinking that well. Late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, but that was, th- those were different because uh, th- this was a live broadcast. Yeah, to 200 countries. Yeah, to, to and, and 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 not every country censored. Who were the? What was it? Somebody will know this. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What was the, the English soccer club in the Premier League where the two guys started fighting on the same team during a match? Well, I could, we could talk about the Miami Heat last week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler. We could talk about them last week. It happens. Hey, uh, people get heated. That doesn't justify it. Right. That doesn't justify it. Chris Rock crossed the line with a bad joke. But when, but you have to turn the cheek, man. Yeah, once in a while. You can go and solve that problem after the fact. You don't do it the way Will Smith did it. Oh, there was, I'm sorry. There was a degree of arrogance in it. And I felt like he's bigger above everything. And that's kind of how I, I... I will tell you, I don't think of Will Smith the same way today huh. after, after I did before. The, whatever. And, and we have people texting the show that say, hey, he stood up for his wife. There's nothing wrong. We, we have people texting the show and say, I think he went too far. We got to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we got to talk about the... Ba- John, we just went 20 minutes. We didn't talk about a 9-5 game where the Oilers were 3-5 for five in the power play, 4-4 four for four in PK, and lost 9-5. to five. We'll get to that when we Bob Cup half full. Bob Cup half full stoffer. We'll get back when we return. Turn Reuters now. 1256 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer. John Shannon's going to do an hour with us today. He's in town. Smitty has texted the show to say, as long as Dave Chabelle gets to host the Oscars next year and Ricky Gervais comes back to host the Golden Globes, I'll be good. And Bob, Jim Everett versus Jim Rome. And I agree. That was staged. 
You you maintain that one was staged? Sure, it was. Neither guy has admitted to it being staged. Of course, that's how good it's good a staged it was. Called her Chrissy. You're gonna have uh, Oliver Stone out to to do this. It's a conspiracy. There's yes. no question. Okay. But you I talk, don't talk to me about conspiracies. You're the conspiracy guy. I'm the naive guy. The, the one that's really interesting to me is the whole. You know, the, there's a there's now been some stuff come out 50 years after the fact on Belagosi and the helter skelter theme of what went down. Vincent Bugliosi? Yeah, what I call him, Bugliosi? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was like Bella Lugosi, you said. Yeah, well, he was kind of like a Bella Lugosi. No, he wasn't. He was the district attorney in Los Angeles. Okay, and he, and he wrote the book that was like the definitive book, and everybody had that and book. And by the way, I it, didn't sleep for three days after I read it. Yeah. It was a great book. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, uh, Bob, uh, Will Smith has a massive platform and spotlight. He could have used that to smack down Chris Rock another way. Well, we'll see how that all transpires. Speaking about a smackdown, oh, it's already 12.58. All right, well, thanks, John, for coming in. We won't talk about the Oilers and the Flames. We are going to get to that. Uh, give me one word to describe that game Saturday night. Uh, pond hockey. That's two. When we come back, uh, I'll try not it's to pond be. Hockey. I'll try not to be a ponderous host, and uh, I'll learn how to pronounce. What's the guy's name again? Vincent Bugliosi. That's why we have you here. Off District Attorney, uh, County. No longer with us. Global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, and more with John Shadow. We return at Oilers now. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.